welcome to another episode of The Privy. I am Courtney. And I am Boris. Boris, how are you today? Today, I am very good. Um, what is your highlight of the week? Because I know you were dying to tell me. So my highlight of the week is I just went back to dance school. Okay. And I say I went back. I actually never went to dance school I was to begin with. Were you, were you a dancer? Um, but I started doing voguing. Which is underground, sort of ballroom, <laughs> gay culture, not the Madonna dance. Yeah. Uh, look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Type in Javier Ninja. Okay, and how did you do? Teacher. How do you think you did? Terrible. Of no, course. I don't think you were that bad. I, I actually know. saw a video of him, and it, it honestly was not as bad as what I thought it would be. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. I'm on taking scale, it as a compliment. On a scale from one to ten, I think you were about a seven, and I did not expect that. You seven really? or eight. Yeah, you were good. You were a little offbeat with a couple of things, but that was your first time. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> what did I start? <laughs> um, what is your highlight of the week? Well, I've had a rough past couple of days. So do tell. Think, do tell. <laughs> Dig a little. <laughs> I would not get completely into it with detail, but I would say my highlight is reflecting on the past two to three weeks um, of bliss. Um, and I will leave it at that I, without being too specifically <laughs> in your face. I've had a great past couple of weeks. Um, and I've experienced something I, I just had never known that I could experience before. Um, so I'll leave it at that. I know it's very vague. I apologize for it that. It's so emotional. Oh God, no! Stop. Um, it is, but let's move on to this week's topic. You shall I? Oh, stop. Um, um, yes. So this week's topic is racism in the gay community. All right. So do you want to start off? Um, I know you were very passionate about this. Um, well, I wanted to surprise you with this initially. Uh, and just throw you under the bus and be like, so, Courtney, on today's podcast, we're talking about racism. <laughs> and this is true, guys. He really did. And but, then I ended up texting him and was like, oh, we should do um, racism. Uh, racism in the gay community. And I actually, mine, was, mine actually came from an article I read. Um, I think it was the one... It was either from the Advocate or the Guardian. I don't know which one like struck it, but it really like spoke to me. I think it was the one from this is the Advocate. Yeah, the one from the Advocate, um, and it's called Why Black Pride Matters. But thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's where it came from. So tell me, like, so the reason I wanted to bring this up to you is I was on Grinder, and again, just to remind people. Grinder is basically our equivalent of Tinder, but much more direct. Okay. Um, and by R, I mean gay man. Okay. Or bi man. Anyway, I came across a profile that said, um, basically, no blacks, no Latinos, uncut, preferable, preferably, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it struck a chord because I'd read somewhere recently that on the internet, people had been saying Grinder is a racist space. Mm-hmm. And I know that we've had conversations about my preferences. I don't particularly... Okay, well, this is going to open up the whole kind of world uh-huh. um, and launch in. But I... My... And I'm going to revoke what I'm about to say later, but for argument's sake and simplicity, my preference is for the classical white American junk. Okay. Um, unless... And I have never in my life found an Asian man attractive. Okay. If an Asian man messaged me and I said, no, you're Asian, I don't 
want you? Does that make me racist to say I'm a Latina man, a black man? So this is what got me thinking, which is I wanted to bring up to you and be okay. like, if you messaged me on Grinder and I was like, no, sorry, I don't like black men. Would that be me? Well, let's back up. I'm not on Grinder, so I would not be. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but I mean, hypothetically, would that? Because it doesn't. I'm gonna. Why are you stop? Because <laughs> this is not because my my definite well, how I interpret racism is I'm just interested if it's the same way as you because obviously I've learned it very academically I've never experienced it I okay so I will cut you off there because I can tell you are feeling uncomfortable yes and I'm ready to rev into what I actually so I would think in that context like I told you before because Boris has actually asked we've had this conversation before and um while I think it may have a racist undertone. I think that is a personal preference. Now, my personal preference is I am open to any race, and I'm not trying to, like, to my own horn or just say I'm, like, so much better than anyone else because I am open. But I am open to any type of any race, like, equal opportunities. Like, I don't care. Um, however, I was reading an article about this very specific thing, and I wonder if you were reading the same thing. It was in The Guardian. Mm. And um, basically, uh, I'll read you some parts of it. The name, uh, is, it was written by Owen Jones and is titled, No Asians, No Black People. Why yes. do gay people tolerate blatant racism? And in that, they talk about a study, and I know you love studies. Um, uh, he's saying something about being conditioned by the community. Um, yes that basically promotes sexual image of white gay men. According to research by FS Magazine, an astonishing 80% of black men, 79% of Asian men, and 75% of South Asian men have experienced racism on the gay scene. Hold on, let me continue. This manifests itself in numerous ways. Some are rejected because of their ethnicity. On the other hand, some are objectified because of it. On dating sites... And apps, profiles abound that say no Asians or no black people, casually excluding entire ethnic groups. It's like a no dogs, no blacks, no Irish signs. Um, and then he says on apps, a light grinder, like you were just mentioning, uh, Matthew Rodriguez writes, gay men brandish their racial dating preferences preferences with all the same unapologetic bravado that straight men reserve for their favorite baseball team. So what do you think? So I have several things to say. Okay. Um, In relation to that. Yes, but piggybacking... We can't talk about it. I know, we cannot speak today. (laughs) Piggybacking off that. So basically the CEO of Grindr, his name is Joel Simkai. S-I-M-K-H-A-I. Okay. He says that this isn't really racist, this is a preference. Okay. Now... When we're talking about sexuality, are we talking about preferences? No. We're talking about inbuilt desires. Okay. So, I want to I wanna put a, a scenario by you. Okay. So, if we're going to go by this logic that sexuality is a preference, I have a preference for the white jock. Okay. Supposing I'm on Grindr, and I, let's just say Grindr is this open for all thing. Just, this is going to sound illogical, but just follow the, the okay. trail. Okay. So, let's say I'm on Grindr and I say I don't want any women. This isn't a preference, but I'm saying I don't want any women. Right. Um, am I being misogynist? Does that mean I hate women, which in this case would be the equivalent of the racist tone? Okay. Um, am I choosing 
not to sleep with women. Okay. No, I'm not. It's I'm not. It's not my preference. It's not. I would rather not. It, the same with a Latino man. I've never been attracted to a Latino man. It's not racist, but it's also not a preference because hmm. a preference denotes a choice. Okay. And this is one of my grievances when people say, when you're gay, it's your sexual preference. No, it's not a preference and it's not a choice. Okay. And it's not a, and extract this to the racist stuff. Okay. Um, I would be open to a woman if a woman came up to me and I had a sexual chemistry. But basically, uh, I don't think it is a racist thing. So with that said, because you use that as a woman... But would you be open if you had sexual chemistry with, let's say, an Asian? I know you yes. said you've never been. Yes. Okay. And I don't think it's racist. However, I think that... But it's not a preference. This is a grievance yeah. with when people oh, are saying... Because if we're going to say preference, preference denotes a choice. And then we can say gay men, if homosexuality is a preference for same-sex relations, then you can say, well, don't choose to be gay. Choose to be straight. Well, I think too... Sexuality isn't a preference. In the same way that racist... These racist things aren't necessarily a preference. It's what you're attracted to. I get what you're saying. However, I I think beneath that, as much as that is a preference, and I'm sure it comes from a very innocent place, a very it's honest not a preference. place... Well, you're saying it's not a preference. I think it's a preference. Um, Do you think sexuality is a preference? Not sexuality, but I think who you But this choose. is what sexuality is. Based on your study, or based on what you're reading, based on that I theory, mean, and I don't subscribe to that theory. I think that I mean that's my. I opinion. think that similar to this article, I don't know if you remember it, but I think, and this is what's so funny, and I'll I'll relate it later. But I think it it relates to blacks as well, and it relates to the LGBT community. I think that society we subscribe to what is beautiful, and that is ingrained in us beyond what we know. Mm-hmm. I think that you are used to seeing that the face of gay culture is usually the six-pack right. white guy who is deemed as masculine, and I think that that is inherent, like, that's what you, that's what you're attracted to, but so, I think that's what's been programmed for you to be attracted to. that doesn't to. make me racist. Well, let's just, let's just assume... It doesn't make you racist at all. No, no, no. No, no, no. So but, this isn't a racial issue, then? This is a societal uh, grievance? Hold on. I do think there's an underlying racism. But structural and I don't think racism. Ra- I don't think... Structural, and I don't think the racism necessarily falls on you, but I think it is up to you and to whoever be else to be aware of it. So... Like, it is... I always find it hard. Um, uh, in this article, I think it mentions it, even in gay media, like at the forefront, for the most part, until very recent mm-hmm. times, it is like the white man is the face of, of gay culture, so, even with prides. Yes. Um, and I know people would argue with me, and there is diversity in, in certain cases, and we do have black gay men. We have like RuPaul, who is an African American man, who um, is probably one of the most popular yes. gay icons there is today, but there is an influx, like a, a majority of white gay men, I think, that represent the gay So gay it's up to the individual to be open-minded about this. Absolutely. And it's, and it's also up to something I think that was very relevant in civil rights times. It's also up to white men 
in the gay community to acknowledge it and recognize it and do something about it. So, okay, hypothetically, let's imagine I'm one of the more arrogant, which in a, in a theory I could be, one of the more arrogant gay men on Grindr. Okay. Who make on my profile, which it doesn't say this. Okay. Uh, no Latino men, no black men, no Asian men. Got it. Jocks, masculine only. Got it. I don't say that, but in theory, that supposing that's mean, then we have this conversation, you tell me, Boris, this is a societal thing that's programmed you. To rectify that, am I then meant to go out and and seek no, Asian men, seek black men? I don't think so. To... I honestly don't think so. I honestly, and this, this may just be very personal for me. Even after reading these articles, I have... N- I've never been offended by not being someone's cup of tea. Like, I've been on Tinder prior to the Tinder I'm on now. I've been on, um, I think, uh, what was that thing back in the day? Okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. I've been on one. I think I was on Match.com for a while. And some people are like, they're they're into certain things. I'm not offended by that. You're just not for me. But does that mean it's racist? Racism is a Um, very loaded term, and in America, even more so. Let me just. I think. I think it has an underlining racist tone. I don't. I don't know. I think every individual is different. I mean, most people would think that I prefer white men because I would say in the past, like five to six years, they've mostly been white. But you've also dated Exactly. So that's definitely not the case. It's hard for me to say because I don't live in that space. But I can see after reading this article, I can see how. That can be racist, but I, I honestly, bottom line, I think it's a preference. So what about reverse racism then? If you go out the, your way, I know some white men who only want to sleep and date black men. Mm-hmm. And they will equally cut off any white man that approaches them. It even goes as far, and this is much more in line with you about preferences, some people only want an uncut penis. Right. So going back to your first one before we get into uncut penises, because I know you're trying to go there and I'm going to bring it back over. Um, I mean, that's thinking, interesting because yeah. they say that. And I do think that is sort of, I think it's kind of a, like preferring like a black guy. It could kind of seem like you're objectifying it's grinder uh, so, though, but it's all objectifying. I'm objectifying the job. Well, I'm not objectifying. Okay, because you're a nice person. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yes, no nice people grind. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I recently was dating a guy, and it, I was curious to know, like, am I the type or am I the exception? Like, am I being a black guy and you being a white male? Have you dated black men before me? Yes, I want to know that. Um... And would that bother you if you found out you were his first? Uh, no, but I, I, I would think I would feel the need to educate him on things that may be culturally different should they come up. Right. Should this conversation come up, I'm going to be very, um, I don't want to say stern, but I'm going to be very honest. And I feel like I'm going to need to get my opinions across to him. To get your word across to him? Get my point across oh. to him. My so point. Let me ask you a question, because the way that I've always been taught what racism is... Mm-hmm. To me, racism is all about one race having intrinsic qualities over another race. Mm -hmm. Going back into the sort of 17th century, 18th century, historically, Mm -hmm. going up into the eugenics movement, all about like the Aryan race, just to completely go outside of America, the German race, Mm -hmm. this is racism, right? Mm -hmm. So the German race being superior to other races when American, when the European colonialists came to America, they, or when the British went to South Africa, 
it was these people are of a lesser race. Mm-hmm. So it's almost they had this idea of the white man's burden. So it was literally, it wasn't we hate these indigenous people in mm-hmm. Central America and the, Afri- Afri- the South African black community. Mm-hmm. It was um, and a genuine belief that one race was better than another and that one race had intrinsic qualities that made them subhuman. Mm-hmm. So when you take that concept of racism at its historical core mm-hmm. as a theoretical thing before civil rights and all uh, the American context and you bring that to Grindr, I and you want to take what this person is saying and say it's a racist thing or a preference. I, I think it's a racist... I think it could be a racist under. So you think they think... So, I think it could be racist undertone. I, I, it's just a, it would be hard for me to apply that. I know you're really trying to drop home this specific grinder thing, but I don't think I know enough about it to know. I think I would have to widen it to the gay community. And for me, I think in media, media has perpetuated that the white gay male is superior to the black gay male. And that is just yes. merely on popularity, on Clickable bait. You went to websites. That's yeah, heterosexual culture. But how many African Americans have won the Oscars? What does that have to do with? No, because you were, we were having this conversation another time, and you were like, "There's." Uh, oh God! You know what and I mean. Most recently, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, it's yes, not yes, a gay yes, problem. Yeah. It's a societal problem. Yeah, it's a societal problem. So I think it does. It wasn't until I thought to. So I read this article that I actually had to open my eyes and realize, well, damn, racism does exists even in the gay community and I was not really expecting it open to I I just didn't even think about it in that way which is interesting if we you see the grinder isn't that's hard for me because that's really hard because I do kind of think that's a preference like that could be the same thing for me and like in tall guys Yes. I've dated a guy that was shorter than my minimum, but Your I minimum, prefer I them. Even have a, oh. But I then prefer, again, I do prefer a tall man. I mean, that's just that's what that's my sexual eyes go attraction, to. which is sexuality, which isn't a preference. Anyway, I get what you're saying. Yes, that's a good point. But let us talk about gay clubs because there's been a lot of stuff in the media about okay. gay clubs being racist. Okay. So right now in Philadelphia, there's a particularly bad problem with 11 gay bars this year. Um, in which the staff of the gay bar had to undergo um, anti-discrimination training. Oh, wow. Uh, and that's just in Philadelphia, which is historically a very LGBT-friendly town. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and again, I, I look to women as a sort of misogyny versus racism just to get some clarity mm-hmm. and to separate what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. All the time, women get preferential treatment in a club. Mm-hmm. Women don't have to pay entry half the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've been around clubs where <clears throat> the men aren't allowed in because there's too many men right. to the women. Right. And when clubs, gay clubs, the accusations are that they're not allowing black men in, mm-hmm. is that any different from them saying... Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, it's absolutely to women, different. But saying it's not misogynistic. Or the opposite of anti... Because it's like they have a, no, no, no. an okay, image so that they want to... let me explain wanna... something to you. The logic of the women to men, <laughs> women are not spending money. As much as that sounds terrible, it's the men that are trying to impress the women. And that's just the culture that we have created. So the reason they want a certain amount of women is they want the high rollers, the guys, the misogynistic 
ball players and CEOs and these people that want to be cool, they want them to come in, spend money, buy bottles, and have a beautiful array of women to look so at. So it's an image. That is completely different from them saying black people not being well, black not, not, not entering, not being, but not entering. That's completely different. That's completely different. Okay. Absolutely different. <laughs> why, why, why you no, because when I read that, I, I in my head I just thought, well, that's just as bad as because I hate this sexual division. It's corny. I do think it's corny, but I get it. Like I get yeah, it. Yeah, I never liked it in that financial thing. I never yeah, thought about that. Yeah, it's a financial thing. Guys I never thought about that. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't boss chicks that are going out buying bottles, but listen, women. The, the, the thing about women, women are much smarter. So a woman is going to be like, "Why am I going to spend a own bottle? I could go with my girlfriends to X place, a lounge that's not." That club atmosphere is for... Mm. God, this is going to sound terrible. It's for men trying to impress each other and trying to feed an ego. Like, it's nothing more than that. Whereas, I think with the gay community, they're just trying to have a good time. Yeah. So, to the Philadelphia thing, were you saying that they're not allowing black men? No, they just felt that there was some degree of discrimination. And they felt unwanted. There was... I want to say um, one in New York. Mm that I read about recently that they got very heavily criticized and I think it was something about like talk and I'll find it mm. so what do you feel about I don't know if you don't ask me a this. question I'm doing research oh, 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 oh no but I still have to okay so I'll start <laughs> on this and you have to tap in and still look that up um so, I also read this article, and I, I mentioned it early by The Advocate, and I really, really enjoy it, um, Why Black Pride Matters. And I'll read you... Wait, before you... <laughs> what? Before we get on, um, I found what it was. Okay. It was uh, called Rebar, which is yeah. a new gay bar that took over the space formerly occupied by G-Lounge in yeah. Chelsea, Yeah. and they were accused of having a racist door policy. Oh, interesting, because Rebar is the place I told you about that a friend of mine helped build, I think. Oh. I think. It's just reopened, right? Yeah. Yeah. This was I in think. April, so very recent. Yeah, that was, you remember I told you? Okay, I was you like, had all the nice racist friends. No, no, stop, stop. You remember I was supposed to go to the opening, I think they pushed it back, and then yes. my friend who helped build it actually ended up leaving, so like, I don't, I don't have an attachment to them, so. That's fine, I won't. I just, but, that's interesting. But yes. Ooh, so. that's something to bring up to him. Um, and basically, somebody, I think, tweeted or wrote on Facebook page about this racist policy. And some people said that um, within the span of a week since the bar opened, they got this flood of uh, information that there was idea that the bar had so-called reached a black limit. Mm. And um, mm. they were trying to whitewash out the, what little POC presence it's preceded mm. G-Lan. What's POC? People okay. of color. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. So they were trying to create an image. Which is interesting because that is a good segue for me, and I appreciate that. So yeah. with that said, do you think that black prides and black people coming to... Black gay... Or people of... Gay people of color, lesbians of color, or LGBT people of color should seek their own type of celebrations like that of black pride? Yes. Oh, you do? You don't see anything wrong with that? Isn't that sad? I think it's kind of sad in a way, but I, like, I get it. Like, I, no. I, growing up, not growing up, well, I was in North Carolina until I was about 19, and, um, I was out, so I went to a couple of gay clubs, and I do, in that time frame, I went to a lot of, like, black gay clubs. It was, 
kind of the second picture, and now looking back on it, it's the first time I actually re- recognize it. I think I, have I, I've never been to a Black Pride, but I've been invited to, to a Black Pride. I found a... Uh, this is better be on topic, because I feel like it's not. The way your eyes lit up tells <laughs> me that it has nothing to do with what I want to say. So I'm going to continue. If you want to go to a... Uh, Exactly. So, um, a sex party for black Latino men. No, definitely not, because you know I'm not interested. In <laughs> I know. I realized as I said this. Exactly. You know who you're talking to. I'm not interested in a sex party. No shade. It's just not my style. So anyway, um, advocate, going back to my thing again, I want to hear your opinion on this. Um, article by advocate called "Why Black Pride Matters." Um, I'll read you a couple of answers. Black pride and LGBT pride, what gay pride has evolved to become, are essentially the same thing. A rejection of which America's dominant culture has said is right, is beautiful, is normal. Yet for queer, for a queer person of color, the two prides can seem at odds. Blacks are often stereotyped as being more homophobic than whites, usually by white people, mm-hmm. while the public face of the LGBT community is overwhelmingly white. Even though black people are more likely to identify as LGBT, 4.6% to that of white hmm. people at 3.2%. Black LGBT pride celebration started as a way to reconcile these two identities, providing a safe space for queer people of color to build a community and find them, find a sense of self, which I think is really important. I, this actually made me think of, you actually sent me this, um, and I actually want to shout out to Slay TV, which is um, the programming that you actually sent me in, and I researched them, and they like they, they have really great programming. Unfortunately, I have not seen anything yet, um, but I would love to even have them on um, to talk about the celebration of um, gays and the LGBT people of color and having a space to celebrate themselves in. And I do think it's sad, as much as I feel like I've been very ignorant to it, um, I do recognize it's the problem, and I celebrate that of Black Pride. Um, but going to the idea that uh, this is a a sad thing, mm-hmm. slightly different, but there was some research done by Seismansky, mm-hmm. um, which looked at Asian American. But I, I guess we can kind of assume the same thing for African American mm-hmm. basically there's this idea called minority stress mm-hmm. which is the idea that any member of a minority group inherently has stress okay. that is unique to them fear of rejection constantly internalized homophobia mm-hmm. uh, it's a whole other topic in and of itself but uh, this research by Szymanski found that race related dating and relationship problems in the LGBTQ community was a significant factor predicting negative psychological distress for Asian American quit people mm-hmm. um, so by having a space that's just for them and that they're celebrated when mm-hmm. they're a subgroup within a subgroup mm-hmm. so that's a double whammy of a yeah, negativity right. Absolutely. the pride is very the, the unique gay pride like a gay pride of an Asian American gay pride is great right I don't think it's so sad. I just think it's a way around... I just think it's sad because I think it, it further segregates us. I think it further... It will... But we are segregated. I know, That's just I, a reality. I, I didn't like it. I know. Yeah, but I don't think segregation is the answer. And I think segregation I think is a heavy word. I think it creates more of an ignorance and more of a judgment 
um, on all accounts. But like, white people could go to these things, I assume. Yeah, they can, but I'm sure they would feel as out of place. Which, I mean, I mean, would they? I, I mean, they, they could, could if they're not comfortable with. I mean, but that's because they, if they're not comfortable with it, it's because they're ignorant. I mean, last year I went to a Caribbean. You are very. You're a very specific type of person who is more open to that, where I don't think all yeah, people would be open to it. I, um, I just, as I think that it's necessary, I think I would love to see it in a space where we can all celebrate together, because that's what the world is about. And it just baffles me yeah. that they make it a point here, and I can't find it at, at, at this particular time. They actually coincide like the black movement like civil rights mm-hmm. and um, how that as well as Stonewall how they were kind of going neck and neck mm-hmm. in like in the 60s and 70s and yep. like things were happening at the same time and I just find it so strange that a group being the LGBT community who are suppressed by the mainstream mm-hmm. cannot see it in themselves to realize that they're doing they're doing they're oppressing Yes. Another group. Um, it's all about power relations. Yeah, um, and I, I just find that interesting. And I do think it's that. I always <clears> that what is that? I, yes. I think we live in a melting pot, and um, I think it's sad that we still have to. We live in a time frame that we still have to have all these like a division, so, a celebration where June should be Pride Month, which it is, and we have all these different celebrations with different agendas where together we would be stronger. Like so if. We, we look at it now as, like, the black agenda when it comes to, like, I, I know in black prides, it's more about healthcare and, like, thereof, like, talking about things that we don't have access to, but that should be all of our problem, I think. I, I mean, it is all of our it, it is, but it, it's, it's it not is. seen that way because I mean, for the main pride, yeah. they're not really talking about it because these are a little bit more of an affluent I mean, if you're looking at white some, male yeah. dominance who have access to healthcare and all those things. I mean, the CDC statistics about the HIV are the one in mm-hmm. two gay or bisexual, or men who have sex with men uh, in America, one in two will get HIV in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. That's crazy yeah. compared to the heterosexual, which I think is, not the heterosexual, the white uh, man who has sex with man, which is one in seven? Maybe. I think. Either way, I, uh, for now, I do think it's better to have that rather than just try and make an inclusive... Yeah, you're right. ...which will be half-hearted, perhaps. Because could you imagine the pride that people would feel at, like, uh, black pride? Oh, without any, like, white oppressors? Oh, yeah, of course. It I'm would sure be so great. much well, I mean, they better. Have black yes, I know. Yeah, so I'm sure it's a But that pride would, where it's just that group celebrating mm-hmm. versus... Uh, a huge group right where they're not being represented so yeah I celebrate it um, I just wanted to read this because you actually said something to, to make me think about it RuPaul um, posted a tweet um, last year actually and I saw it and recently um, RuPaul tweeted shunned by whites for being black by blacks for being gay and by gays for being femme hmm. the real tea ego needs to feel superior over others that's a good tweet. That is such a good tweet. It's so powerful. I loved it. It's just like, makes me smile because I think it just talks about everything we just talked about um, in a nutshell. I think that yeah. the ego does need to feel superior. Um, yeah. I think we need to recognize as a people what we're doing. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I feel like I cut you off. No, I was going to say I think we should talk about the femme issue in the gay community at some point. And we will. That leaves us at a great ending point. I Here have one closing point. Uh, point. But yes, closing, closing remark. 
Mm-hmm. Whatever this point is. So I wrote this before coming in, and so you may have covered this. White beauty is often presented as the norm in LGBT communities. Mm-hmm. Is this racism merely a product of the same social... Yeah, this is what you said. Yeah. Um, oh, so what I did want to say is this. In the 1950s, there was a psych- social psychologist called Stanley Milgram. Okay. And he did this phenomenal study looking at how... Essentially, why the SS officers, which were the Nazi officers in the Holocaust, could sort of gas people and right. follow these orders. Anyway, um, in the study, they electric they, they hooked a participant in one room up to another one, and mm-hmm. the, they basically were required to electrocute the person in the other room mm-hmm. at higher voltages, and they'd be in the room, and there'd be some... My point I'm trying to say, you can look it up online, it's a phenomenal study, Stanley Milgram, um, but when you don't see someone's face, it's much easier to be, to kill them, essentially. Mm. When you're on something, going back to Grindr, where a lot of this perceived racism, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, where, where it's happening, is when you don't see them. You don't see the person that you're speaking to. So if somebody messages me who's Latino, and I say, sorry, I'm not interested in Latinos, I'm not seeing them. It's much easier than in real life. If a Latino man came up to me, I would never say, mm, no, you're Latino. But Whereas just, on the phone, it's much easier. It's not confrontational. Yeah, but I don't make it any less... No, I'm not, I'm not defending <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I don't make it any less mm-hmm. racist. I'm just saying why just, it's probably more prevalent. Yeah. Because you're not seeing the damage you're yeah. doing, and it's easier to hide behind a wall. Is that what you're closing with? Yes. <laughs> Anything else to add? That was a ramble. Um, and I mean, mine would just be like, uh, happy Pride Month. <laughs> That's how we'll close it. I mean, this is a time where we all are celebrating each other and pride. So we want to know from you what you're doing from uh, for Pride this month. Hit us on Twitter at The Pretty Podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Cheerio.